Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fins Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Slifka. I'm joined here with special guest, Jeff Hepp of Fish the 50. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing great. Good. Uh, what I want to get into is I met you earlier this year, about April, and you said you had this thing about uh, catching one fish in all 50 states. That's right. That's and right. I've been, we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a couple months now. And I was, uh, <laughs> I was pretty busy. For, yeah. I was pretty busy, man. I started a new job and it, uh, uh, man, that's getting away at my fishing habit. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah. So, uh, if you just want to explain to people kind of what, what the process is and what, uh, what your original goal was. Yeah. So, um, uh, after I deployed with the army in 2008, I came back and, um, actually I, I caught a fish in Kuwait and, um, I didn't really grow up fishing. So I caught that fish and then I decided to take a charter, uh, off of Cape Canaveral in Florida after I got back. And, uh, cause I, I kind of wanted to try it after I'd caught that fish in Kuwait. And so I, I, I I went on this charter and I caught a 50 inch Wahoo. Uh, and man, I, I mean, I was pretty well hooked after that. 
so you know i fished for a few years um just learning the basics and stuff you know and um we had a camper up at a place called indian indian lake in ohio and i'd fish for crappie and uh you know channel cats off the dock and that sort of stuff and just hanging out with the kids and then um uh i worked for the air force at the time and uh they sent me on some trips i ended up catching a ended up catching a carp in utah and ended up uh uh another place or two and the next thing i knew i had uh fish in five states and i was like well that's you know that's a tenth of the way to 50 so i'm like you know after i had that thought i was like i couldn't let it go so i'm like i'm just going to catch fish in every state and then so then i it just took off from there and i started everywhere i go I, I pack a rod and reel and um or rent a boat or a charter or whatever i have to do and try to catch a fish so i just been out uh learning and loving it uh since then so it's been yeah. about i think about five years now i've been into it so i'm at, I'm at 29 states i've been keeping track on the map behind me but i'm actually uh, i need to scratch off three states i've, I've been I've been uh, not keeping up on my map. My daughter moved back into my basement, so I, I don't come back down here as often as I used to. But, yeah, so life's good, man. Life's good. Yeah, man. Sorry about that. I was talking to my kid for a second there. Yeah. But you said 29 states. Yep. And, uh, and county. Yep. So... You still got a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I still got a ways to go. I was, I felt pretty good. I felt like I was onto something after I hit twenty-five. I felt like, you know, halfway. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I still got a ways to go, you know. And uh, it's all budget and time dependent, you know. And I still got this crazy job that I got to do, so it's uh, it's in the way of that a little bit. Yeah, how has the kayak helped you with that? Well, first thing is like, um, you know, I signed up to be the, 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 the chaplain, uh, for the paddle and fin trail series. And, uh, those guys were great. And, uh, when, when their schedule came out, I was like, I, I want to do this because I thought maybe I could hit some more States on it. And, uh, and, um, so I, I got my first Michigan fish with the, the paddle and fin crew, right, yeah. right off our campground after the, I think it was, the after we set up camp that day or maybe the first tournament day or something we had there. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it was the first, it was a, the practice day. Yeah. Well, you, are you keeping track? Are you, you probably keep better track than me. Cause I don't, <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, one fish is all I need in a state. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, Michigan was good to me this year because I, I bought a full year license um, well, first, when I started my job with the National Park Service, I had to drive to, drive up to Michigan to get my my ID card activated. So I stopped it. There was a river there, uh, River Raisin National Park, and I was like, "Well, I threw a rod in the truck and bought a full year license." And then, you know, it was it was on after that. So didn't end up catching my first fish until I went to the paddle and fin trip. So, nice. so yeah, I, I was hoping to get more states, but. Um, uh, you know, work kind of got in the way of me getting in uh, a couple of the events got, you know, like COVID started kick, kicking up in places and hot weather and, you know, the, the, the tournament series um, lost momentum halfway through, unfortunately. But, 
yeah, still, it was still awesome, man. I mean, I, I, what I like about those guys and kayak fishing is it's so relaxed, you know what I mean? Like not a lot of drama and, uh, good people all the way around, good company, uh, get to meet guys like you and, yeah. and, and the rest of the PNF crew and, uh, <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's just all around a pleasant experience. And that's, uh, you know, that's something we try to create this year. So, um, yeah, it was pretty fun all the way around. Yeah, man. I mean, I had a ton of fun doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, some of the events got canceled, but I mean, yeah. it's gonna, you know, it's only it's a learning experience for everybody. Yep. And um, so, out of the twenty twenty nine states, what has been your favorite fish to catch? Uh, you know, I. <sighs> Man, that Wahoo in Florida was pretty special because <laughs> it was really good to eat. Um, it's not a state, but I caught a sturgeon, if you see the pic there, up in uh, British Columbia. Um, let's see, some of my other favorite fish. Um, probably had my personal best bass at Lake Gunnersville in Alabama. Nice. Um, um, had a really, really fun trip. Um, I was, um, fly fishing underneath, um, the, uh, the horseshoe out in, uh, Page, Arizona. Um, so that was a really cool trip. That was a really neat experience. That's a beautiful place to fish. And there's so many, so many trout underneath there. So that was a good fishery too. So, um. right, well, besides saltwater, what's big, biggest fish? Uh, well, I guess it would be that sturgeon behind me. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was six foot. Um, they go by the, the yeah. fork length on the sturgeon. So nose to the fork was six foot one. So they, they figured that was like an 80 year old fish, you know, maybe 180 pounds or something like that. Um, I, I caught a really nice yeah, you said no salt water, so I won't talk about my tarpon then. But I, I caught a beautiful. I, 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 I completely forgot about that tarpon trip. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a hundred plus. The guide said um, so. Um, but those, you, you know, you don't really try to drag them onto the boat or anything like that. Yeah, so no. It's, got uh, some it's... great, got some great video, and got to get my hands on it, and uh, uh, got a good release on it. So. That was a really good fish too. So, yeah. yeah. What do you catch the the um, the sturgeon on? Uh, it's like catfishing, man. They're bottom feeders, and they would take um, they would take a ball of um, um, night crawlers, wrap this bait holder wrap around it, and keep that ball. And then you can see on the when I when I framed it, I built this frame. They use those. Um, um, railroad uh pins there and uh the, the railroad spikes and they use they use those for weights because the fraser river is just so deep and fast so um they would take two or three railroad spikes zip time to the line and then drop the drop the night crawlers onto the bottom and the the sturgeon would come and feel around and and pick them up off the bottom and suck them up in and uh so yeah yeah, yeah. Really cool experience. Yeah. So how many 
How many uh, fish have you caught on the fly? Uh, fly rod, as far as, as far as in your uh, journey of pointing on. So I okay. So full disclosure, I suck with a fly rod. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I am not good at all. Um, at least you're willing to try it, though. Well, yeah. I am, and and there's right close to me is Mad River, Ohio, and uh, they stock it with brown trout. And, um, but it's, it's really narrow and they're all stocker trout. So spinning gear works just fine. And, uh, so that's what I've done there. And so, uh, there are guys that fly fish it, but I've, I didn't grow up fishing anyway. And then I never really had anybody teach me the fly rod or any purpose. So I, I kind of had to force myself to go out and, and do some things to learn it. So I took a trip to, um, it was the Chattahoochee river. I think it was in, uh, that was Northeast Georgia. I'm, I'm, I want to say, and, uh, they had a, you know, a really, really private, uh, a section of the river with good access that I hired a guide through and, and kind of did my first trip and caught a bunch of rainbows, big rainbows on that. And then my other trip I already talked about was out at, um, marble Canyon, uh, in Page, Arizona. Uh, so I think, I think that's still the Colorado river. I want to say I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, that was a great trip. And that was where I really, I learned a lot more about the fly rod on that trip. Cause we had these really super long drifts, had a lot of line out and, you know, trying to get a hook set with that much line and that much water moving. And so I really kind of, I think maybe I got more interested in it. And, uh, I, I bought this fly rod. Uh, we had a, we had a sporting goods store kind of going out of business one time and they had this really cheap, like pa package set. It's normally like 80 or a hundred bucks. And they had it marked down to 20 bucks. I'm like, I, I just bought it. I'm like, I'm doing this thing. So it's a, it's a real, real piece of crap. Um, but I started using it and, um, I, you know, I'm to the point now, I, it, one of my favorite things to do is carp on a fly rod. And I've seen some of your videos out there, you know, looking for the carp on the fly. And, that, you know, that's kind of like poor man's bonefish, you know what I mean? So That's exactly uh, what it is. That's how they describe I, it. I, I mean, <laughs> and getting a, getting a carp to eat, like, you know, if, if I'm putting, if I'm chumming for carp and I, you know, throw out corn, I can catch carp like that you know but getting the carp to to to, to pursue a, a bait is is a, a little trickier and so I, I, when I when i started doing carp on the fly rod i really felt like maybe i was making some progress on the fly rod so yeah yep yeah i mean well that one it, you have to be in an accurate caster or you have to find them really shallow to where you can drop it on them Right, and right. For, for me, the, the carp on the fly rod for me is they're a tricky fish. It's challenging. You know, it's, it was for when I got introduced to it, it was something where, you know, I was bass fishing a lot. I mean, I still do. But it was to a point where it wasn't really challenging anymore. I wasn't really doing tournaments at the time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and that I was looking for a challenge, you know. I and that's ex, that's exactly what got I mean almost verbatim because I have this I have a membership at a local gravel pit, right? And and it's it's the closest fishery to my house um for bass. So I and it's 500 bucks a year and I can fish all I want. So I mean it, it for me it works out, but you know, then there's three ponds and they're 30 foot deep and full of bass and but i just kind of got like you know there's and so they're also full of carp and hardly anybody fishes for them so i'm like i want to try this because there's some really really big carp in there and um i'm like why why mess around with these two pound bass when there's you know you know 15 20 pound carp on a fly rod so you know it's all relative and like you said it's like it's skills driven and like goal driven to, to try something new and go after it and learn it and take a risk on it. And if you hate it or you're no good at it, well then, you know, you just, I only had, tw- I only had $20 invested. I had, you know, I think I spent more on my last order of flies than I spent on my entire fly ride. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know the guys by you mad river outfitters they're extremely like into the carp on the fly and muskin i watch a lot of the videos so if you if if anybody cares about carp on the fly rod and you go to mad river outfitters uh youtube page and you go back through his old series on carp on the fly um that's where I fish. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same fishery, right? So, um, so yeah, after I, I kind of saw that and, and uh, saw what he was doing on that. I mean, it's a really, really old series that he did on yeah. like, uh, you know, the old DVDs. And then yeah, he said he, he won't do a new one though, because it's still relevant. Right. It's <laughs> like everything he said in there is what I did. And I'm, you know, yeah. so yeah. And, and, you know, I met that guy one time and he, he was, he was in a rush, let's say, so I didn't, didn't really get to talk to him like I would have liked to, but, um, yeah, that's a, that's, you know, they do, they do fishing up in the Northeast Ohio. I want to do a, uh, pike on the fly trip up there, um, someday, but you know, I got other priorities. I've already fished in Ohio so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. So, um, what's next as far as states? Do you have stuff planned out already, or are you? Yeah, so I, um, I, uh, I started work for the National Park Service uh, back in March, and um, it's a great job. I work from home, um, so I'm loving it. But my office is technically in Denver, um, so I, I've never met my supervisor. <laughs> so. Um, they're having a little, uh, conference out there in Denver, uh, first week of December. And, um, 
So I'm like, I've caught fish uh, in, in Colorado. I had a really, really fun trip out there with my daughter uh, last year or, you know, first year of COVID hit, right right after COVID hit. We ended, flights were cheap and we went driving, you know, flew into Denver and drove around. But um, so I'm going out to Denver the first, uh, first of December. And um, what I did was I booked a trip up into Wyoming on the North Platte River. And, uh, kind of, I don't know if I'll get to the miracle mile, but, um, they say, and, um, the big brown trout are going to be, be chomping. So that's, uh, I'll be doing that out of a drift boat. So that's something I've always wanted to try too. So, yeah, it's something I haven't been in yet. Yeah. I've always, like I said, man, I just, I like to try new things. That's why I'm, I'm about new States and new experiences and new people, you know, so, I mean, I, I like new techniques. I mean, it, I mean, there's so much, there's so much in the fishing world, so many places, so many species, I mean, so many things. And like, yeah, I really get into kayak bass fishing because it's peaceful and everything, but, um, man, I, I like new things. So I just been going out and, and trying new things everywhere I go. Yeah. That's very, that's similar to me. Yeah, you know, I I mean, bass fishing is obviously the thing I do the most, but I have no problem stepping out of that and going and trying something I've never even uh, done before. Right, right. I mean, and and I don't get. I mean, I guess, I guess some people want to be maybe an expert at what they do, um, or they're competitive, right? And so they want to make money at it or be the best. Um, yeah, I I'll think the, the competition for me is what kind of keeps me in bass fishing because I am a competitive person. Right. So the competitive side of it is what keeps me one to learn more as far as the bass fishing side. But like I was saying in earlier podcasts, there was a, you know, once I knew the season was done, I kind of went straight into fly fishing just for the simple fact I kind of just wanted to get away from it and do something totally different where I'm not worried about how many inches I'm catching or anything like that. I'm just worried about catching a fish. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you you learn a lot. Like one of my goals right now is just catch a fish every month of the year. And so I just, I just went out today and um, went out to Mad River and uh, caught myself a brown trout and caught it good, you know? So, um, I learn so much by fishing other times a year or sprinkling other goals or new places. I mean, you learn a lot by what other fish are doing or what, what the fishery itself looks like or the water or the bait or whatever is going on. And I, I, I mean, I would think it, it would help bass fishermen to learn other things if they're not. Um, but I think most, I think most of them are, they just maybe just don't talk about it or focus yeah. on it. But, um, yeah. So. Yeah. I feel, I feel the same way. You know, I feel like some people stay in one spot also because they're just too, they're afraid to try new things. You know, Could people, be. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the mindset of this is what I know how to do when I try something different because they right. get comfortable with it. Right. Yeah. Yep. But, and I've learned things about bass fishing from chasing other fish. 
Right. I know, you know, reading water, you know, trout, you have to really know how to read the river to yeah. catch trout. If you, if you don't know how to read the river, you, you're not going to have any luck. And then right. bass, bass are the same way, but people think that it's stupid, stupider than the, the other other species. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it's fun having those conversations with people who are just, you know, I've had conversations with people who just chase muskie, and they're like, well, if you don't chase muskie, you're – there's no competition to it, and same people, same with bass fishermen. If you don't chase bass, you're, you're nobody. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're always gonna run into those people, but I, I feel like for sure you need to change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the way I feel about it is, you know, I deployed, I, I, I served. Um, my my goal after that was, you know, just to to go out and enjoy the country that I swore to defend so i really don't care about other people's opinions of what oh yeah I'm doing. you know what i mean like i'm competing against myself and i'm not even really competing like <laughs> i mean i just i want to enjoy life man i mean i've been blessed and and uh the god's creation is just wonderful man i mean so for for people that only want to see see and do certain things that's their right i mean it's their life right so yeah you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get in into their face about it or try try to convince them that they're wrong but i mean it, it makes me sad for people that that can't can't do new things or won't um it's yeah. more of opening your mind to new things over well over and, and the other thing is is that species multi-species fishing can get complicated and expensive in a hurry oh, and yeah. so <clears throat> like a lot of the baits i use like we go up in ontario and fish i got way too much money in rattle traps, <laughs> whopper ploppers. Right. I mean, but the, you know, I can catch smallmouth or, and pike on that, but I, you know, I can catch, I can catch largemouth on that too. So some of the stuff I, I have will, will catch multiple species, but if you're a musky guy, you got thousands and thousands of dollars in, in musky baits. Well, that's um, why, I, that's why I invested in the fly uh, fishing part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and, and for me, I don't buy expensive rods and reels. Um, I spend a lot more money on charters and guides and, or boat rentals wherever I need it or something like that. So it's, it's a matter of how you want to spend your funds and what you can afford to do. Um, some things are expensive to travel to. And the other thing is, is like a lot of people's fishing really depends on, what their local fishery is like if if you if you don't have the funds to travel or maybe you don't have the 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 vacation time from work uh you're not going to get to a to a lake like like some of them that i go remotely to fish so um you're gonna you're gonna be fishing what's most cost effective and and convenient for you so i mean i get that too i mean that's that's why I do a lot of kayak bass fishing because I have access to a spot that's real, really close to home and it's got a ton of bass and it's, it's, it's paddle or electric only. And I'm, I'm all about it and I can go out there and be completely at peace. And the other thing for, for the kayak, the kayaking is that, um, 
when I was in the artillery, I hurt my ears. So my, my ears are permanently damaged and getting worse. Uh, so I don't like a lot of noise. So like motor noise and all that stuff is like not something I'm, I'm trying to look to do. So the, the kayak fishing is so peaceful and quiet, you know, it's, it's a, it's a real re relaxation for me. So. Yeah. That's why I feel like a lot of people uh, go towards kayaks. I mean, that's kind of why I like it more than having a boat. Well, one, it's, it's definitely cost effective. And two, you're, you're closer to the water and it's just a lot more peaceful. Yeah. Then, you know, I feel like, the, you know, when I'm in a boat, you're always in a rush to get to the next spot just because, you know, you have the motor to do so. Versus right. Versus a kayak, you kind of enjoy it and you just pick the spots you want to fish and you go out and do it. If you catch fish, you catch fish. If you don't, you don't. You still had a good day on the water. Right. And right. Yep. So we've been going for about 26 minutes. Um is there anything uh, I haven't hit on that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I've been I've been thinking about uh, the mindset all week, and I'm like, well, I does does anybody really care what my mindset is? You know, because like I I've never actually fished a tournament. Yeah, I I, I did the chaplain for um, for the paddle and fin guys, but I actually I don't fish competitively competitively but so i was like well what what would somebody really want to hear about and 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 i would say that a lot of my mindset other than like we talked about being a veteran and just doing what i'm interested in doing because i feel like it's my time right but um i would say for me being a new angler like not not even until like I was into my thirties, right. My, my middle thirties, did I really get into the fishing? And so I think my mindset is like, I've, I've already got my career. Like I, I'm not going to ever be a competitive, like uh, I'm going to win tournaments or something because yeah. I'm just, I have such a learning curve at this point to go, go through to be competitive with somebody that's been doing it for longer and maybe grew up with it or has more access to something. And so a lot of my mindset is around, uh, first of all, like my pastor talks about, uh, he likes to give the example of like when your vertical is right, you know, the sign of the cross when your vertical is right and you're, you're focused on God first, then, then everything else on the horizontal is going to, going to level out. And so, you know, I, I put God first and, and that helps me stay, stay centered. Um, and after that, I'm really focused on, uh, my career, my, my professional career, um, because that career is what enables me to then have the finances uh, to to spend on the fishing, right? So yeah. the, the the job is I've focused on that because it enables the rest of my life. So I think I think some people can get kind of wrapped up in you know I hate my job and I just want to be a professional bass fisherman or I want to be a guide or whatever. And, uh, and they're so focused on the thing that they're, they want to do that they let something else go or let them, let it drag them down or, uh, they don't 
they don't grow in their profession where that extra money could could be then reinvested into their fishing career to springboard them and so that that's kind of the second piece of my mindset is that you know i i take care of my professional life because it takes care of the 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 travel and things that i want to do so um and the other thing is is like i you know my besides my spiritual life and my professional life is like i i put my family above my fishing too you know and so those things all have to be in alignment for me um and when i'm doing those things well then i have the time and energy and uh, uh and and freedom to go fish when i want so i mean i, I think i think some people you know you, you kind of talk to them and you're like man i know you're <laughs> i know you want to go fishing but maybe there's some other things you need to focus on first and in the long run that's going to pay off and at least it has for me you know um but the other thing i would say is that's me like i see so many people on social media or or wherever you talk to them and they they want to give advice or they want to tell you you know you got to do this you got to do that and like well my my situation is completely different than your situation you know what i mean like yeah i wouldn't necessarily say you need to do what i'm doing right i mean i i we were there. What? What? Uh, where were we? Uh, Wabash, Indiana. Is that where we were? Where you? Uh, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> came in at the last minute and. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. like you're a you're a tournament angler, man. I mean, you were the last one in, and you were fishing to the end, and you were like trying to get one more, and like I think that probably paid off for you, you know. So you're you're in that you you have a competitive streak in you that i don't have so where it's possible for you if you put your mind to it to to make inroads into the into the into that that competitive segment for me i never want to do it right so i think i think people really need to take stock of two you know two points in their life like where are you at right now and where do you want to be and what things do you need to to get there right and and don't and don't let anybody else define those two points for you you know what i mean because yeah. you have to de define those things for yourself and i think once you do that like your point a to point b i think your path is just really people with the willingness to execute right <laughs> um and and so for me it's been you know professionally i got my master's degree and and uh went up and got promoted in my job and that just that helped me once i got that promotion i just had that extra income and 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 leave um because i rolled all, all all my army benefits into the civilian side of my career and um so that that freedom financially and and having vacation time helped me so yeah and yeah, i, I I 100% agree with everything you just said. From the first part of being centered, you you gotta have a clear mind when you when you're going fishing, especially in a tournament setting. Uh, even if not a tournament setting, if there's anything going on inside your head that you know it doesn't feel right, whether it be finances, family, or anything really, you know you, you're always gonna have this burden over you. 
Right. And then and then the, the part about, you know, where you're at and where you want to go and don't let people talk to you. That's something I always tell people. Yeah. And it's, I definitely agree with both of those statements. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? What what are you uh where are you going in in in, in this thing, man? I like last time I, I saw you, uh I didn't know you were even doing this mindset segment, so yeah. that's fairly new and I've uh, been catching up on that and following your following your social media and like I, I thought I just saw maybe YouTube on the, that carp on the fly or something. I'm like Yeah and I, I like what this cat's doing. So yeah, for me, it's it's a little bit of everything, man. You yeah. know, um, we we're upgrading the kayak. We I officially sold the kayak like a couple weeks ago now, the the red one, and then we upgrade uh, getting the upgrade uh, January sometime, and then okay. picking a picking a tournament schedule and kind of going from there. Gonna keep the YouTube videos up for sure. Okay. It's kind of you know figuring out twenty twenty two. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what twenty two holds for me at all this year. Um, I've been taking life as it comes now, and my um, I've been been at my job like eight or ten months, I guess. So I'm still figuring it. Like I was at my last job for twelve years, so. I'm still figuring out the new job a little bit and, uh, the, the schedule to it. And so I've got a lot of, I've got trips coming up cause they, that, you know, they pay, they pay me to go to national parks. So it's, it's a pretty sweet gig, but, um, uh, I got a project up in Maine. I got some at, uh, at the statue of Liberty. And so I'm going to try to, I want to get, I want to catch a big striper right in front of the statue of Liberty, you know? So, um, and uh, I'll probably try to squeeze in a trip uh, up in the Northeast when I get up to Acadia in Maine. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it, it's, and COVID has messed up a lot of stuff too, man. It's like the travel is unpredictable and, and all the rules. And like when I went to Canada, I had to, you know, fill out a bunch of forms and the vaccine and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, that stuff changes and it's like, I really know. I really never know when I'm going to be and where. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, everywhere I go, I got a rod and reel with me. So um, that's that's how I, I I I at least keep the fly rods in the car at all times. Yeah, and it just because it's easy to break them down versus right. having the versus having the seven foot pole in yeah. your car every day. Well, I I ended up getting a. a a six and a half foot four piece, um, ugly sticks travel rod. And it's not real sensitive. So it's not, a doesn't cast great, but it's so easy to travel with. So that's kind of my, like, if I have to have something like, cause it'll fit in a suitcase or mm-hmm. wherever. So, um, I know they make better travel rods than that one, but I, I pack that one a lot. And, it uh it's pretty indestructible too you know some of those ugly sticks you can they'll really take a beating so um so that's been been good for me been been happy with it yeah i mean that that's good to hear yeah so any uh closing words before we end it uh well let me think man i mean uh i 
Jeez, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I can't believe people want to listen to me yak uh, at all. But if I well, get I to mean, talk, if I get to talk about Jesus and fishing for a little bit, then I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I'd just give a shout out to the one, five, three folks. Um, so, um, so we met them in, in Indiana and, or no, I met them in, um, it was probably was Tennessee. Dale, yeah, Dale Hollow. Yeah. And then uh, he gave me a bunch of baits, and I think I gave some of you his baits, and we got to talk about 153 yeah. and, and that story. And, man, that was how we got we, – we met. And so, I mean, I, I think another part of my mindset, and uh, I was just on the Faith and Fishing podcast that's going to be coming out too. But uh, some of my other mindset stuff is – I get out and meet people like for real, actual, like actual people and talk to them. And that's really hard for me because <laughs> I'm really an introvert, but, um, uh, man, I mean, you meet so many cool people when you go to these events and, uh, and making a real connection. Like, I mean, you and I got to, you know, sit in the truck and, you know, I got to see you, uh, you know, I did, is that, is that big check? Is that it right yeah. there? Yeah. That was in my truck. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and so those, those experiences really stick with me, man. I mean, I, I remember that stuff when like I root for people, like I'm rooting for you and, and, uh, I, I just want to see people succeed and I want other people to want other people to succeed. I'm just tired of yep. the negativity in life. So I just encourage people to, you know, kind of rethink the way the social media and and uh, all that stuff can mess with your head, and you can feel like other people have have it going on, or you can make a bunch of negative comments. But I would just use social media as a chance to find ways to connect with real people, you know, like we have. Because I mean, here we are, like, yeah. Uh, and to and look at technology, you know, like you and I met, uh, you know, what a couple times did we. Yeah, where were we? We met uh, Indiana's when we first met, and then uh, the next time I seen you was uh, Michigan. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in Michigan too. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, and and on all that crew, like they just help each other. So I mean, I, the, the the turn the the PNF trail started off great. I mean, people loved it. Like the events we did, I thought went really well. So I'd encourage people to, if you can get to a paddle and fin event next year, whatever we end up doing, we're talking about maybe having uh, a big event like we did at uh, Dale Hollow. It might even be there. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to end up doing if they even so invite the me Dale, back. The Dale Hollow is for sure happening. Everything else, we're waiting for other schedules to come out. Yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, man. I mean, get out and meet people. Um, and and if you're trying to do anything uh, with fishing, you know, just remember that if you want to be paid or sponsored or or even pro staff, like they expect you to represent the brand that they are, man. And I mean, I hope I represent Paddle and Finn, and I know you're doing a great job, but you you're a representative for a company. It's not just about the fish, right? Like, Absolutely. can you, can you promote a product or, or, or a brand or, or whatever? So it's more than just, I caught the biggest fish and, and, and put it on Facebook. Like it's it, to, to get anywhere. I think you got to do more than that, but um, yeah. you know, what do I know? I'm still, I, I got to pay to fish everywhere I go. So, you know, maybe my advice isn't the best, but, <laughs> 
but hey, I yeah, still gotta pay too. But you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's closer and closer every day. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I think doing stuff like this is yeah. um, uh, changing the. Um, not just our mindsets, but I think as a community for, for anglers, we're changing the, the entire mindset, right? By being more positive, focusing on the good stuff, letting each other, uh, you know, you know, congratulating somebody on their personal best and, and, and not having to one up them with a picture of a bigger fish, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> even, it's pretty tempting sometimes, but yeah. you know, so so yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, man, sounds good. Okay, sounds good. Well, we'll catch up. Hopefully, we'll get to go fishing again next year. Yeah, it'd definitely be in the works. I'm hoping they, you know, to at least get it to Ohio at least once next year. Yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to the event this year. Unfortunately, I had to get canceled. But yeah. Yep. Well, I need to check off Illinois and Wisconsin too. So that was, that was kind of on my list, but I never got there. Just work, work interfered with it. And, uh, I know so. I can get you for Illinois. Yeah. I, I just gotta make, I just gotta go over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I know like five people that want to take me fishing in Illinois, yeah. but I just, I, I don't, it's, and it's not that far. It's only two States over and Indiana's yeah. pretty skinny. So like, I mean, it's really only like five hours for me to get to Chicago, but man, it's finding the time, you know. So yeah, but. I mean, anytime you have time to come here, man, I I can put fish, you know, all year round. I have a couple spots. You got some. You got <laughs> some. You got some spots for me. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I need I need secret spots. I need reliable uh, fish <laughs> fish areas so I don't I don't blank in my states. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was nice talking to you, man. And I'm sure we'll catch up again on the podcast for sure. Yeah, man. And definitely keep in touch on social media like we've been doing. Yep. Um, I appreciate you joining me, man. And yes. I hope that you have a good night. Yep. You too, brother. God yep. bless. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.